Welcome everybody back to another episode of the Bevo Boys. It's been a while, we know, but there's been a lot that we've had to digest, a lot that we've had to take in, a lot we've had to process over the few weeks, and we just needed a little bit of time to come back at you and fully give you a good show. Ooh, it's been rough, but to start off, my name is Creighton Branch, the man on the other side of the audio, Joe Scanlon. Later in the show, we're going to talk about Chris Beard joining the Texas Longhorns coming from West Texas all the way to Austin. And then we'll be talking about some Texas baseball on a hot streak right now, doing really, really good. But you guys know where we're starting. The (laughs) the elephant in the room, Joe. There's nowhere else to go. Uh, Technically, the elephant's gone now, but (laughs) Shaka Smart and the three-seeded Longhorns could not get it done against the Wildcats of Abilene Christian in the first round. And once again, UT is on the wrong side of one shining moment. And I'm getting sick (laughs) and tired of it, Joe. Sick and tired of being on that side. Look, at least it was only like two seconds. It's still, it's the the hand hold over the head and... The last time we are, it just, it's every time one shining moment happens, it's always because we have a shot hit against us or we're upset or something. We This has got to stop. And this is why Shaka Smart, if anybody doesn't know, Shaka Smart is now no longer the head coach of UT. If you ask me, he was politely asked to leave because he wasn't going to have a job the next day. So he got the job at Marquette. Helps out because we didn't have to buy him out. And, uh... It's just been it's been a rough time. Before before you really start dissecting this game, I just had to say I'm getting sick and tired of being on the wrong side of these one shining moments because Monday was one another one shining uh, moment. We're always <laughs> off. <laughs> like it just never like ever. You see like UNT, you see UNT, and you see Oral Roberts, and everyone's so happy. They didn't even make it. Like UNT didn't even make it out of their second round, but they still don't show them losing in the second round. They just show the upset, and we're always the dudes that always are on the wrong side of it and i just especially as a three seed and i just can't stand it anymore joe (sighs) well well we'll talk about it creighton but the good news is like you said we're going to talk about chris beard coming to coming to austin i think that's going to be good things for us but you know for those who like i guess let's dive into this game and let's do it it over with i guess because because there's a lot to unpack because well obviously we shouldn't have lost oh yeah clearly we shouldn't have (laughs) lost but for those who might have been living under a rock, we lost 53-52 to on two walk-off free throws from ACU's Joe Pleasant, who was a, what, 65% free throw yeah. shooter or something? Hold on, let Absolutely me show you. Absolutely ridiculous. It still sits on my – oh, hold on. For the viewers out there, I'm showing Joe my home screen real quick. I still have, I still have the score up because I have my – here we go. There it is. Oh my goodness! It still Dude, sits on my home screen and reminds me every day. Remove every morning you wake up, check your phone for messages, and you, it just hits you right in the face. Yes. Why? Why have you not taken that off your phone screen, Creighton? I don't know. I need to change the sport on that update, but I just are you just, trying to are you trying to stay motivated for the off season or something? I, <laughs> wake I, up every day. I gotta go get better. I gotta get better. I'm, I'm gonna help this team. Win. I'm tired of coming to the folks of this podcast having to discuss another loss. And I get it. I talked a lot of trash about how UT is better than Baylor. And I gotta stop letting I got I gotta stop letting my heart get to me because it keeps getting broken. 
keeps getting broken. That's that's just the life of a Longhorn <laughs> fan. That's cl- literally the life of a Longhorn fan who roots for you know football and basketball. But yeah, so Joe Pleasant, 65% free throw shooter, makes his free throws to give them the 53-52 lead. Inbounds pass intercepted by Mr. Pleasant, and then the stupid kid on the bench who literally did uh. nothing. The whole game, except get hype on the bench. Oh, that kid runs in front of the camera and throws the horns down because, golly, when in doubt, throw them down. <laughs> That's the, clearly the only thing people can do against us now because, I I mean, what? Oh, it's so, wow. Like, and it, it really used to be an OU thing. It really an did. thing. And now it's an everyone it's, thing. Everybody wants to do it. I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Like literally, and they'll do it if if like we lose at all. So like, um, in the Kansas baseball game, real quick, like they had it in the dugout with the horns upside Dear down, Lord. the horns down. And I'm like, so if Kansas had beaten us in one game of baseball, which baseball you can win or lose on any given day, yeah, they'd be throwing it down. Oh, horns down, horns down. Look at us. <laughs> yeah, like what? Like. It, it should only be reserved for OU and rivalry games. Yeah. I'm sorry. If Emily Christian, you're not our rival. You never will be our rival. Ever. You got lucky. You did get you lucky. lucky. Um, I'm, I I hope Chris Beard's like, yeah, well, we want to play you next year. And I hope they go and just beat the living hell out of them. Here's the thing um, before you continue. I'm glad you said that because I guarantee you that if this was a regular season game, because this is just how March Madness is, if this was a regular season game, I bet we beat this team by 25 points. It's just oh, how that 100%. that's how that works. And so. 100%. But here's, here's what I think we lost. I have three things. I have three things. First thing. The game plan from Shaka yeah. was terrible. Embarrassing. Um, Abilene Christian did have a good defense. I'll give them credit. Their defense, they played tough. They were a smaller, grittier team. And Texas is, you know, the big, bad, um, you know, super athletic, super tall. Um, these kids are going to go play in the NBA. And they just got smacked in the face by ECU's defense, and they didn't know how to handle that. And that's on the coach. Because the coach should have you prepared to play uh, – uh, Ohio State, Gonzaga, and they should also have you prepared to play Abilene Christian, Stephen F. Austin, yeah. smaller schools like that. And they weren't prepared at all. The inside was open a lot. And there were times I'm screaming, throw it inside to Jericho, throw it inside to Kai. And they wouldn't. They'd just chuck up a three. And, you know, to our credit, I guess we shot 35%. We made 7 of 20. But still, that's like... 13 possessions, we could have gone inside and gotten two points, and then we just beat them by 20. Yeah, you're right. You know? And and then on the other side, Emily Christian made literally three three-pointers. God. Three three-pointers. I mean, there's nothing about these stats that tell you that Emily Christian should have won the game, which you're you're spot on. That's why it's embarrassing. And, and like I said, I blame Shaka. I blame his game plan because he just did not plan right for this team. And meanwhile, I uh, forgot the Abilene Christian coach's name. Uh, oh, yeah. Something. Top tip of my something. Like See, we said, we we're not, even, you'll never be our rivals. We do not take too yeah, much we of don't, a, we don't. We don't Let care. me look it up while we you continue to you. talk. But um, he, he was on point. He probably was in the film room weeks. I mean, as soon as they found out they were playing Texas, Joe he was Golding. in the film room. I thought it was Joe. Yeah, okay, Joe Golding. <laughs> He's in. He's definitely in the film room as soon as he finds out Texas is the opponent, and he is just strategizing because it was clear that we were outmatched by a much smaller, less physical team, and that's ridiculous. Uh. So, um, 
anything on Shaka Smart the game plan? Hurts my heart. I think you're uh, spot on with that. I'm glad you. That was your first point that you brought up. Was that Shaka has, was just coming off literally a Big Twelve championship win. I don't care how they got it. It's the fact they they got it regardless. It counts. It'll be in the trophy room. You literally come off of that. You get a three seed, which is your highest seeding in God knows how long, at least 10 years. And you get matched up with an ACU team from the Southland Conference, right, Southland? Yep. Okay, you get matched up with an ACU team from the Southland Conference. That is clearly, they're good, but clearly a discrepancy in terms of talent. And you have, not only do you, it's, it's, it's all that, you have weeks to prepare for this, okay? Two weeks, all right. One week, week and a half, two weeks. It was a week and a half. Week and a half. There you go. Week and a half, which is uh, plenty of time for a team that's got literally at least three NBA players on their roster to game plan enough to not lose by one point at the end of the buzzer. So with Shaka, I was. This is probably the most disappointed, and I I always wanted Shaka to work out at Texas. I thought he would. He's a good guy. To give him credit, he. I, I do believe that he was a better recruiter than Rick Barnes. Now you got to give credit to Rick Barnes for getting Kevin Durant. And he's got some other players like Tristan Thompson and, and guys like that. Uh, and Miles Turner. But like Shaka Smart every year was putting one or two lottery picks in. And so he was recruiting one and done's like crazy. And I'll give him that. But like for some reason, the the what happened between Shaka starting out as the Texas head coach to where they were at the end of that game, just nothing ever clicked. And so this was the most disappointed that I've ever been in him uh, because I just felt like this is, especially what I just told you, the stats scream. There's no reason Texas should have lost this game, even have won this game by one point or two points. This game should have been won, when you look at the stats, by 15 at least. And so Shaka, yeah, Shaka, I don't know what happened. If I don't want to say that he was overlooking Abilene Christian because I just find that hard to believe because there's literally where else are you going to look? I mean, this is your opponent. You might as well just study on them um, because you don't know who's literally going to be in the next round. So I don't want to say they're overlooking or maybe they thought that they just had it in the bag or something or what, where they came out and and Shaka did not prepare them in terms of maybe they were like a deer in headlights. I mean, it was just weird. And so I'm pretty, it's, yeah, I'm disappointed in Shaka for the fact that he didn't have these guys ready because this is probably honestly, like, in terms of this season, I mean, the Baylor game was bad, but Baylor literally won the championship, so you lost the champion there. But in yeah. terms of, like, embarrassing losses, this is by far the most embarrassing loss to this team this year, especially given how good this Texas team was. Well, like you said, I don't think it clicked, and, you know, I hate to bring him up because we all hate him. We all hate him, but sometimes you take a mid-major coach and you put him on the big stage, and it just doesn't work out. <laughs> Everyone knows who I'm talking about. I don't even need oh, to say his Tommy name. Oh, Tommy boy. Ah, Love. oh, Tommy. Oh, man. Oh, Tommy, 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 you can Tommy. See how the big, but, you can see how the Power 5 schools are clamoring to get him as a head coach right now. Oh, well, yeah, no, he went to Chicago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. but... Um, but yeah, no. So I just think you know he had great success at VCU. I just don't think he was able to transfer that to Texas. That's it. That's that's just the meat and potatoes of it. Which I is mean, a bummer. He, it is a bummer. And you know he's going to Marquette. So and I think he's going to do well at Marquette because that's his level. That is his level. Some, you once you find where you're good at, you stay there. Yeah. Nick Saban. Nick Saban 
found he was a terrible NFL coach. You're right. And look what he's doing and, now. And now he's going to have a statue outside of, if he doesn't have one already, yeah. outside of uh, Bryant-Denny Stadium. Hey, say, actually, they might make it Bryant-Denny Saban Stadium. You're right. They're, they probably point. will end up changing it at some point. He's going to go down wow. as one of the greatest coaches ever. And that's literally because he found out he didn't want to, he couldn't coach in the NFL and he knew his lane. So yeah, I mean you're right about like when Chaka goes to Marquette and like Texas fans are gonna have to get ready for this. Like I guarantee you, like he's going to win at the highest level there, and they're going to be in the tournament every year. And people are gonna say, well, why couldn't you do this at Texas? And it's just as simple as it's not the same. It's a lot easier. I don't want to say it's a lot easier to win at Marquette because winning college basketball games is not easy. Everybody's really good, but there is a massive difference when you're not having to play. NBA caliber players literally also, every other night. Also, Marquette is they throw everything into basketball. All True, money, that's that's the their money maker. That's their that's their that's their yeah. shtick. It's it's basketball, so he's not competing with any other real sports up there. Yeah. But um, back to the game. My second point: the starters were Oof. awful, awful. Yes. We'll start with Matt Coleman. Let's do it. Matt Coleman. Matt Coleman. Bless his heart, but not really, because screw him. He uh, nine points, seven turnovers, Dude, seven turnovers, that's and, so and well, well, I don't want to jump into my third point, but okay. that's a hint. Um, and you know, he talked a big game. I mean, he he played like he thought he was good, and he played like crap in the game. the The best players on that floor for us was Jericho Sims and Kai Jones. Jericho right. Sims had a double double, ten points, eleven rebounds. Kai Jones. Had 11 points, three rebounds. I mean, they were the best players on the. Andrew Jones had 13 points. He was he was pretty solid, but he he's been streaky the whole year. Yeah. So it was just a good game for him. Um, but you know, Matt Coleman, you know, he dropped what 30 in the championship game mm-hmm. to come back and have nine points and seven turnovers. Like, dude, you can't do that. You can't do that and expect to win a game. And then don't get me started. I guess we will get started, but um, <laughs> I guess I'll let you talk about this man. Oh, I know what I, you're about I, to say. I feel like I feel like I'm going to rip this poor kid to shreds. I'm, and I really I'm, I'm it's about not to. Fair. It's not fair. I'm, I'm not a college athlete anymore. He's 18. He's a freshman. <laughs> oh my god. Um, oh no! Wow, wrong. Guy, oh really? Actually. Oh okay. Wrong guy. Oh nice. Um, but real quick about Greg Brown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he uh he he i mean he didn't play because of the whole thing that happened with the big 12 tournament that's exactly why he didn't play and i think shaka maybe should have just put that to the side and let him play because i think he would have helped us tremendously um but whatever it's whatever um he's gone he's gonna go to the he's gonna go to the nba draft but his stock fell tremendously Bad. no creighton the guy i'm gonna let I you th- talk about and i guess you can talk about greg brown too uh-huh. um courtney Rain- yeah okay i figured that's where that one was going after it wasn't great he- yeah, Courtney Ramey. Uh, I'll give the stats: three points, four turnovers. Um, but you know, yeah, he only had four turnovers. But Creighton, tell tell the people just how bad he looked on the floor. There is game. a uh, when people say numbers don't lie, it's absolutely true. Never, ever, ever can you have a good game when you have more turnovers than you do points. That is the <laughs> yes. sign of laying an egg, Joe. Um, we mentioned this uh, before the game, actually. Probably because I, uh, I think our last show was before the championship game. Yeah. Honestly, we had mentioned that Texas was going to have a hard... No, no, it was right after right the after. championship We game. mentioned that yep. Texas was going to have a hard time winning games. Personally, we didn't think... I don't think we thought it would happen again, but we said that they would have a hard time winning games if the point guards uh, weren't going to get it going. And sure enough, Coleman and Ramey, 
Andrew Jones did all right, 13 points. You can give him that. But Coleman and Ramey right there sitting at 12 points total, three points for Courtney. I mean, this dude looked like a deer in headlights, man. One for seven, one for seven. I mean, he couldn't he couldn't buy a bucket. I mean, I mean, just not even not even just a basket. Yeah. his passing, yeah. his passing. He dribbled it off his. You're foot right. I like mean, and the times. and the, the turnovers, the four turnovers, they were bad turnovers. They weren't trying to you know squeeze the pass inside uh to to a post or anything they were just flat out just mental errors like stuff you like that's fundamental and that was what was so embarrassing and i think that was giving life to acu because i mean in a one point game it's it's cliche but in a one point game four turnovers makes the difference it does Mm -hmm. and so um and i don't know i it, it i don't even know if it's on these stats but uh, yeah, it is. Uh, maybe no, it's not. I don't know what the points off of turnovers was, but I guarantee you it was a fair was amount. A lot. Yeah, a fair, it was it a was fair a amount. And I was just these guys like Courtney Ramey. These these guys are too good, especially as a junior, to be so sporadic. I mean, what I mean, like, look, I mean, even in the like twenty, I mean. 2014, 13, 13, 17. I'm just going down the list. 18, 19 in some of these games. 14. He had 28 in one game this year. 14, 13. And then the biggest game of the year to get to the second round, somewhere that Texas hasn't been in quite some time, you lay it out. Three points and four turnovers on one for seven shooting. I mean, what on earth, man? I mean, he just, it was just embarrassing. And I don't know if it was in his head or what, but between him and Matt Coleman, I mean, they were virtually... I think we texted each other. Like, Courtney Ramey was losing the game for UT. Yeah, he literally single-handedly losing yeah. the game for UT. And, unfortunately, I think that's it for his time here. He's either going to transfer or... It could be, you're right. ...move on. Um, because And Coleman's going to move on, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets drafted. Um, not off because, of... Not right now. I mean, he, he's going to no. have a chance to probably be a free agent and maybe try to make a, a team through going through the practice squad, he, but he nobody's going to pick him up. COVID. He could come back. You're right. He could. I mean, I would but, honestly, but I would advise I would, a lot of these kids to do that outside of Kai Jones and Jericho Sims. I, well, will Chris Beard want them? And we that's can true. And that's true. Next, You're right. We can get into You're that right. in the next segment. But my final point here, um, the turnovers. I hinted at it. That's the turnovers. embarrassing, man. <laughs> Texas had 23 turnovers and ACU had 11. How, 11. There's your game. 23 turnovers. Um, turnovers... This is, and this is why people say turnovers win and lose games. We were out rebounded thirty six to thirty one by a, like I said earlier, a smaller, less physical team. Mm-hmm. And they had they had eighteen offensive boards. That's eighteen second second yep. chances to like, five dude. to five, not eighteen to like sixteen, like eighteen to five. Five yeah. exactly. And we shot forty five percent from the field. They shot thirty. Um. So, folks, there it is. Turnovers, win and lose games. Because with those stats, with what we had, with 45% from the field, 30, 35 from behind the arc, compared to ACU's 30% from the field and miserable, what was it, 16% oh. from behind the arc. Yes. Um, Defense and turnovers win and lose games. And that's exactly why Abilene Christian won uh, this game. They they forced the turnovers. Um, they got points off those turnovers. And Texas just couldn't seem to find a way to to beat the Wildcats. And that's that's it. You know, and it's it's 
when you look at just the first round, you look at the first round, and you look at the three seeds, just comparing. I mean, Arkansas obviously is really talented. You had West Virginia and you had Kansas. Nobody else as a three seed had issues like that. And nope. that's what's bad is that Texas came in and basically looked like it was the first game of the year. Looked like they had never played with each other, really. They were jacking up shots, couldn't get anything going. And granted, Abilene Christian was trying to give them the win. That's how bad ACU was playing. I hope I, I would I would find it hard to believe, or maybe people do, but if anybody sat there and thought Abilene Christian played a good game, that's not what happened. It was nope. This was an ugly game. It just happened that Texas... It was it was honestly what it was was it was a it was a, a crap show to see who was gonna give the game up to the other person and Texas ended up giving it at the end to Abilene Christian. But with the turnovers, I mean when's the last time that we I mean, especially that that's what's so frustrating when it comes to Shaka is like, okay, if you have a if you don't have the game plan right, that's fine. Learn to adjust during the game. It happens because Abilene Christian might come out with a different set and da 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 da. But to have your guys just be in complete shambles and have 23 turnovers, something that hasn't happened in a long, I mean, in quite a few, you know, weeks or months. And, you know, they just kind of come out and look flat. I mean, that's embarrassing. I mean, that's just fundamentals, man. I mean, like in some of that stuff, it's not like I told you, it's not like they're just sitting there and trying to force the ball in or da, da, da. It's just dumb stuff. It's like lazy passes, stuff off the foot, you know, just, you know, getting stills. I mean, it it's just embarrassing that this team, was having was having a scrap against the 14 seed. I don't care how good people say Abilene Christian was in the Southland Conference. You can never convince me that this team is even close to the talent that Texas has because there's almost nobody in the nation at, the, at that point in terms of paper who was a better team than Texas. Mind you, this team, when they were when they were playing their best, which is the reason why Shaka Smart's gone, it's because they don't play their best, but when they play their best, this team's a top-four team in the nation. And yep. that's the problem. That's the problem. Everyone had him in the final four. Everyone You're right. Had him in the I had final him in the four. Ch- we had him in the championship. I, and that was the first time in a long time I've actually felt I, good I, about I, it. I didn't have him in the championship. You're right. I did. I had him in the championship. Also had Illinois in the championship. A couple of my brackets I did. Yeah, I had Illinois too. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But hopefully hopefully they can turn things around real I, quick. ACU. ACU goes to the next round, loses to the eventual and um Final four team UCLA by twenty. Glad you brought that up because I, I I was saying to people and I might have said this in our group chat that if Texas wasn't thinking about firing Shaka, now I believe that they were thinking of getting rid because I've seen reports that the Chris Beard hiring has literally basically been in the works before the entire tournament started. So they kind of had an idea that they wanted to go that route. But if they weren't trying to fire Shaka after the loss. I can guarantee you ACU playing UCLA was the reason they fired him kind of thing because you ACU played the same, almost identical, the same exact game that they played against Texas. And this 11 seed, oh yeah, this 11 seed UCLA who did make it to the final four, but still an 11 seed squeaked into the tournament, beat them by 20 points. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's like, dude, it's like, <laughs> come on. I mean, come like, on. yeah, this, these dude, guys, these, this should have been an easy win. Should have been no issue. I mean, I get it if the first 10 minutes are close. But after that, I mean, come on. I mean, see, look, they shot the same percentage, Joe, 29%. I mean, they shot the – I mean, it's ridiculous. They shot 21% from the three-point range. They actually shot a little better. And then free throws, they literally shot 81%, and they rebounded 31 again. They almost played an identical game, and they could not keep up with an 11 seed that barely was playing – that was playing in the first four. So, so it's like, how do you, yeah. So how do you even, how do you even justify that if you're Shaka smart and you're like, uh, you know, like 
I mean, I guess I didn't have the team ready. I mean, like, like if ACU would have beat UCLA, you'd be like, okay, this team's hot. But they, they weren't even close. This team was awful. No, it wasn't even close. It wasn't even, yeah. That's, yeah. So, well, let's leave that in <laughs> You're let's right. You're right. We'll let times. bygones be got bygones. Happier times. We, uh, it's, it's fear the beard time in Austin as Texas has hired Chris Beard from Texas Tech, the 25th coach in Texas history. Um, Crane, I know you're, you're from that neck of the woods. Yeah. You know a bunch of Tech fans that are upset. Oh, yes. A little, little upset. Um, but just some back background for you guys. Chris Beard had signed a six-year, $4.5 million a year extension in 2019. So he was... I'm gonna be here a while. This is my home. Wasn't that the quote or whatever, Mama? I'm yeah, yeah. It was. He said. He says when Mama calls, you gotta come home. And he said Texas Tech was my mama. She called. I had to go home. Oh, buddy. Yeah. yeah. No. Never yeah. forget. And then and then James Earl Jones came from the clouds and said, "Remember who you are." <laughs> and Chris Beard remembered. Oh yeah, I went to Texas. Like so UT now fan. he's uh. now he's at UT and. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he led Tech to a national championship, really turned the program around after Bobby Knight kind of left it in shambles the last six years. So, um, won the Big 12 in 2019. So, this guy's got a championship pedigree. I mean, yeah, they did, they almost beat Virginia. Yeah, I mean, that. they we, went to overtime, we yeah. We, we put 20 bucks on I was about to say, Tech I mean, they literally Vegas. had the last shot, so... They, you know. Well, I mean, really, it was Virginia. If Virginia, but, yeah. if he just hadn't, if he hadn't made that three... You're right, we'd, you're we'd right. Have, we'd have had money... We'd have been happy. Thanks, guys. But no, yeah, thanks a lot, Tech. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, Chris Beard in Austin now. Good vibes. Good vibes. So, for, let's let's talk before we get into his style and who we brought with him. Uh, what's what's the scene? What was the scene in Lubbock? I know you had a lot of phone oh, calls, boy. a lot of texts. Oh man, I mean, this is a this was a tough, tough. Tough day for Lubbock because here, here, here's the thing. If anybody anybody listening, the backstory between or behind all this is okay. So Bobby Knight leaves a decade ago, essentially around that time. Okay, and Texas Tech basketball, and it wasn't the they weren't the craziest good the best team when Bobby Knight was there. It was kind of more of a retirement thing for Bobby Knight. Kind of finding he got paid a lot to go there. He has basically already cemented himself as a top three basketball coach of all time, one of the greats. And so he's kind of just chilling. Anyway, so he leaves, retires, and Texas Tech is in shambles. They hire Pat Knight. They hire, you know, Tubby Smith. They hover a few, uh, uh, somebody else, and they cannot get it going. Tubby Smith did get them to uh, the tournament as like an eight or nine seed. But other than that, Texas Tech basketball was a laughing stock. So they hire this guy. A few years ago, five by a few years, five six years ago, named Chris Beard, coming from you know a Sun Belt team in Little Rock, where he had done one season and I think had won thirty plus games. Which I said the other day, when's the last time you've seen a Sun Belt team win thirty games in a season? Yeah, Arkansas and, Little Rock was good. They won the they won the conference. Yeah, too. and so he had he had he was coaching there. He was coaching previously before that and had won at the at his level. And then UNLV had taken him on, and before he could even get there, Texas Tech got him. And I guarantee you that at the time that Texas Tech hired Chris Beard, they did not believe that they were going to, in four years, be contending for a national title, be on the stage for Monday night, 
and they didn't even have to pay him. They paid him a good amount, but they didn't have to pay him that much, and everything worked out. This was the first time since Mike Leach that Texas Tech sports has been nationally recognized, and Chris Beard was given, you know, was was that guy that they loved about talking about how, you know, we're getting the players that maybe not everybody's looking at we're going to get the recruit i mean we're going to get the uh the transfers and everything um and we're going to be like this his big word was street dogs we're going to be street dogs and we're going to you know we're going to be in this fight and so over five six years you know texas tech and lubbock fell in love with this guy because he had led them to heights that they never even thought were possible and he taught you know this whole sense of like family and da 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 well i guess somewhere along there joe people forgot that the dude graduated from austin and that nobody hmm. nobody gets into the coaching game. Sorry, no offense. Nobody gets in the coaching game to finish their career at Texas Tech University. So, the people did not believe that te- that Chris Beard would leave. But I I was telling people that when Chaka left for Marquette, I said you better watch out because these guys are going to go hand and limb to go get Chris Beard because they know he is he's going to be an option that he will leave. He is. I get it. He loves Texas Tech, but if his if his team calls, if his college calls, he will go, and that's what happened. And Texas Tech fans in Lubbock were very upset. Joe, they took down the mural that they had on front on the top. I mean, on the uh, the front of the new basketball center that he had built, that he was designed, and they had just built for him called the Womble Center. It's across the street from the the uh, Spirit Arena and or Supermarkets Arena. Sorry, and so they had just had to re uh, put something else over the mural and everybody was talking about, you know, Chris left this and then all the players started leaving. And so everybody was like, you know, we don't need Chris and that they were just hurt. And they thought, and they knew that this was possibly going to send tech into the stone age of basketball again, because when's the next time you're going to find a coach like Chris Beard out of the clear blue, that's going to come to Lubbock because that's the thing is Lubbock is not the most, uh, I get it. Lubbock is a really great, in terms of Texas Tech, basketball school. Uh, but nobody's going to Lubbock for the coaching opportunity because of where it's at. And so this is going to be the first time in a while that they're going to have to really probably suffer through that. And it was just a mess because people felt, I mean, literally betrayed Joe. They felt backstabbed. And it was it, it it's pretty crazy to see how much people really idolized and loved this guy in Lubbock because it... <laughs> I guess for people on the outside, I mean, like we could see that there was a chance he would come, and sure enough, he did. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling he was going to come because, like you said, he went to Texas. Yeah, he went to Texas. He's coming home, folks. He is coming home. He's we're coming home to Austin, baby. We're coming all the way to Austin, Texas, baby. And I tell you what, res- we'll see how good we are, but order is finally restored in the big 12 because Texas is becoming that dog who gets all the big time names. They got Steve Sarkeesian. They got Chris Beard. Everybody's coming back to Texas now. And I guarantee you this decade is going to be way better than the last. God, I hope so. And let's shout out before we continue talking about Chris, shout out to CDC, man. Chris Del Conte. I was about to do that. Best AD that I think the school's ever had. I mean, this guy does not, let up when he wants somebody he goes and he gets them and every hire he's had so far Vic Schaefer has obviously been the best one so far so far and because we haven't got to see what Sarkeesian has done but Sarkeesian did save the 2022 class 
I'm hearing great things out of there. Roshan Johnson is literally freaking out how good the team is. So that looks like things are going to be good there. And then Chris Beard, we know what he proves. So CDC, man, unproven, I mean, unbelievable track record. And I'm so glad we got him because the first, the administration before that really, you know what, jacked it yeah. up. Yeah. Um, man, Roshan's freaking out. Yeah, I, he was talking about, he was like, he. I was reading reports yesterday that he was like, you guys – just wait till you see how like fast this team is playing, and oh like he, and he was talking to basically oh about how I know he was talking about how like the offense is like completely revamped, and how like now what they're gonna do is they're gonna like instead of we won't try to get too much into football, but instead of trying because the spring game's coming up, so we'll be able to talk about that. But yeah, we'll talk about um, that. Yeah, he was talking about how this team now is not going to try to wear defense downs. They're not going to try to wear a defense down by running 85 plays. They're just going to try to wear you down by hammering you with 60-yard plays at a time. Just boom, 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 boom. And so he was like, yeah, I know. He was like, yeah. So the all-gas no-breaks is definitely going down right now. And so, oh, I love it. I yeah. love it. So Chris Beard, what he brings to Texas, he has a defensive style. Absolutely. He, and his defense, it's attacking. It's an attacking defense. And it's as we've seen, it's worked really well that's why tech won that many games in 2019 made it to the national championship they go 100 percent every play which is something i didn't see from shaka's teams if we're being honest even um, the last game literally even, even the, the last game. game you could tell they weren't going 100 percent. one player that i'm interested in seeing how he fits in this scheme you are you might know who i'm talking about already he's gonna be Defensive the favorite player. bro he's gonna he's be gonna chris's be favorite. favorite it's gonna be chris's i don't think son. i'm ready we're gonna call him. We're gonna call him uh, Brock Beard, because Brock. Uh, Brock Brock Cunningham. He tries going man. to fit in well with this style. Because remember, Chris Beard a while back was like, if I could recruit Brock's cousin, you're brother, right. I would. You're right. Like, so uh-huh. that, I think he's gonna fit in really well. I'm not sure about the other players, and that's why I said earlier it might be time for some people to move on mm-hmm. because um, I don't think Ramey fits in well with this program. I don't think. I agree. Anyone else? I mean, I, I, Sims would fit in, I think. Probably. But I think he's gone. But he's he's, he's definitely going to be gone. He's he's like with Kai Jones. He's top twenty. Yeah, he'd be Kai stupid Jones, to yeah. leave. I mean, to not and leave. Greg Brown's out. Um, I mean, if I'm Greg yeah. Brown, I'm just saying this real quick. If I'm Greg Brown, I know he's probably going to leave. But the dude basically almost has screwed himself out of a first round pick. I'm coming. Yeah. I'm coming back. He won't. But if I'm Greg he Brown, should. I come back. Anyways, right. continue. But so it'll be interesting to see who he brings in. Um, speaking of people he brought in, he brought in uh, Kansas assistant Jarence Howard. Yeah. I think that's a great hire. Oh yeah, um, that's a great hire. He also uh, an old, old <laughs> friend of ours. We meet again. An old again. friend of ours, Creighton. Ah, Chris Ogden from UT Arlington. Um, yes, big Mister Big Picture. That's right. Um, Himself. He he, uh, he found himself. Uh, in a good position because he made friends in college. Lucky him. Uh, so that's why he's now with the team. He's an assistant. He was an assistant back in uh, what, 06, 05, yeah. 06. Yeah, he was the, one of the guys. That, was yeah, there. he was the one of the guys that got Kevin Rant to come. Yeah, so, and he owns his own whiskey distillery, which I think he should just focus on I that. I agree. But, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> um, and, yeah, so I think he, I mean, uh, I don't know about Ogden, but I mean, I think Jaren Howard's a great hire. Um, I guess it's good to have friends on your. I don't see this happening with Beard, but we all see what happens when head coaches hire their friends. 
And I'm not going to say his name, but we all know who I'm talking about. Tommy boy. Oh, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, no, so, I mean, what do you, I mean, you, you feel good about the hires? Oh, uh, yes. And I, I'll tell you what, these are these kind of hires are kind of like how Steve Sarkeesian, uh, and you got to give Texas credit on this, they did the same thing they did with Steve. So when Steve Sarkeesian was able to get his guys, they basically said, get whoever you want. Like, we'll pay whatever. And that's basically what they're saying to Chris Beard. They're like, get whatever assistance you want. We'll pay the dollar for him. And the Jarrett's Howard thing is massive because uh, Jarrett's Howard is an incredible recruiter. And he's one of the big reasons why Kansas just gets, I mean, not to mention that Kansas is just a really good program and Bill Self is amazing, right? But Jarrett's Howard is a very good recruiter and was giving not just Shaka Smart, but crispier nightmares and fits when they when it came to recruiting. So the fact that Jarrett's Howard is now no longer on the other side and he's with us makes things a lot easier. And Chris Ogden, I don't think he's that great of a head coach, but he is a good recruiter as well. He will be able to get guys. He was able to get Kevin Durant and coach him up. He's also the reason, one of the other reasons why guys like Jarrett Culver were able to get into the NBA and stuff like that. So I think that that's going to be another uh, good hire and good fit, honestly, because uh, Obviously, he's not head coaching. He'll just be kind of in charge of every recruiting and some assistant coaching and whatnot. And so, yeah, Chris Beard is doing kind of the same thing that Steve Sarkeesian did: is go get the best guys you can. And also, uh, Rodney Terry uh, from UTEP was up, yes. is an up and coming guy that everybody loves. People cannot get enough of Rodney. He is another stacked uh, coach, I guess, coming into this thing. I mean, it's pretty remarkable. And then Yurik Malaji. Malagai, sorry, from Texas Tech. Any of these Tech assistants are really good. They've been good for years. They've been able to coach talent up, been able to do a lot with little. Uh, it's pretty impressive what Chris Beard has been able to do with his staff. And this is honestly turning in, I don't know if a lot of people will admit it, but this is turning into one of the best staffs in the country. I mean, these guys are stacked now from top to bottom in terms of recruiting and whatnot. Chris Beard did an amazing job. No more excuses. No, for no, both and football and basketball. no, absolutely literally. not. And you bring in the talent. You have the coaching staff now. There is literally no more excuses for Texas. And I admire, I admire Chris Beard for at the press conference coming out and saying, uh, "We're not going to win later on in the road. We're winning now." And so, like he has put that on himself that we're not going to, we're going to win sooner rather than later. And there's no reason to plan for the future because it's here. And I think that's really, I think that shows a lot about what Chris Beard is. I think he believes, and I do trust him in this. Chris Beard is one of the best guys in the country at getting transfers to come in and be really good. You see guys like Mac McClung, who basically wreaked havoc on the Texas, I mean, on on UT and the Big 12 this year. Uh, he's guys like that. He's able to implement them into the offense. Something that Chaka Smart wasn't really able to do was able to get some transfers, but didn't really. It, they didn't make the biggest difference. All Chaka's guys were one and done freshman coming at coming in so it'll be interesting to see what chris beard does with that he's going to be able to get a lot of uh transfers and work those guys in and i think it'll be a good thing too because chris beard will be able to get the five stars and the four stars but he'll also be able to make the two and three stars work out if he wants those guys as well yeah i agree i think i think they're competing for titles in a couple years oh honestly. yeah i really do yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. So uh, let's let's end the show here with a little bit of baseball talk. Not too much, uh, since I mean there's still plenty of baseball left to be played. Um, 
so right now we're number four. In the what nation. a roller coaster we have what, been yeah, on. Yeah, what a roller coaster this year has been. After we start out, you know, getting swept <laughs> by the SEC. Yeah. In um, since then, they're now 22-8. and eight. Uh, Overall, they just won the night against Stephen F. Austin. Um, they, they destroyed uh, Corp- A&M Corpus Christi last night. Um, and they took two out of three against Baylor and OU, which is good. You know, win- winning oh, yeah. series is, is important. Would have been nice to have swept them, but, you know, you take what you can get. Swept Kansas. Swept Good. Kansas. They should. Uh, lost to AM, which sucks, but. They put know, the horns down. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> All we can do is play you guys in baseball now, so we're going to. Or in basketball, so, like, we're going to never yeah, beat you. We're going to throw nope. the horns down, even though, like, we're scared no to kidding. play you in football because you guys would probably kick our ass. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna go hang out with my cousin. Now. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not a representation of everyone in College Station. Just Aggies. Um. So, just everybody. <laughs> it's a cult. It's a cult, and it's funny. It's funny. A uh, little sidebar. So another reason we haven't really had an episode in a while. I moved to Nebraska, so I'm Hey-o. now in Cornhusker territory, uh, doing sports up here, and. Um, I worked with someone who went to A&M for a year and, uh, she said, she's like, Oh yeah, you're from Texas. I went to A&M and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and she said she transferred to South Florida and I was like, upgrade. Yeah. No Uh, kidding. The Charlie strong route. Um, (laughs) and she was like, and I was like, ah, so you escaped the cult. And she was like, yeah. And everyone was like, why are you leaving? This place is awesome. Oh, my gosh. This is the greatest place. It's a cult, folks. It's literally a cult down there. It is scary. There is no, there is no <laughs> doubt in my mind. They were burning bonfires, for Christ's sake. I mean, like, it is a cult. There are hooded robes involved. <laughs> oh, my in God. That, not in that way. Not in that way. I'm talking ritual stuff. It's not, not in that way. All Not good, all way. good. But it is a cult. Um, so anytime we lose to AM, it's just it, it hurts a little bit because it's like, you know, these kids. You're right. It does. And it's like we, we're way better than them and everything, and they still have a trophy with national champions for football and the dates not filled in so like, weird so this is turning to roast a and but uh anyways back to the baseball they make it too easy um, they really do they really do but uh back to the baseball um yeah i mean it's this team's gonna be something special i think it'll be interesting to see how regionals and super regionals go because they're pre yeah that's weird locations due to covid um you know, so if Texas was to, you know, host a super regional, which they, well, they would host a regional right now. Yeah. And they would then host a super regional if they won the regional. So you have to wonder if the home crowd plays a factor in it. I don't know. Uh, since they really don't have a lot of people there anyways. I mean, the yeah, left field no. people are there. Those guys are crazy. I love them. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I could go down and tailgate with them again. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I think this team can make it to Omaha. Oh, yeah. I think, I, I think they've. I think you don't judge them based on the beginning of the year. You judge them based on what they've been doing. I think it took them a little time to get going because of COVID. Because of COVID. You know, practices were different. Um, a lot of these kids, I mean, they were hitting and stuff in the off season, but, like, they didn't have a full season last year. You know? You're right. So, it's it, – don't judge them based on the beginning of the season. Judge them based on what they're doing right now. And right now they're rolling. Um, 
they're they killed it tonight. I mean, yeah, it was Stephen F. Austin, but I mean, nine to one, still impressive. Um, Stephen F. Austin has a decent baseball team, so as long as they keep rolling, um, I'm planning on going to see them in Omaha if they make it. Um, <laughs> I have Tuesdays and Wednesdays off. I would, I would guarantee they play a game on a Tuesday or Wednesday, right? I mean, that's yeah, gotta you gotta. I would think it's so. It's not just weekends. I would hope so. Um, and yeah, Creighton, you should, you should come up to Omaha. If they I would to love Omaha, to. That, I, I actually am like really considering it. I'm going to put aside some money with my paychecks <laughs> and see see what I can't do. Love it. Like, it would just be driving up there, going to the game, and then driving back. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, thoughts on baseball real quick, Creighton? Uh, I will say that if – this team played those that Mississippi State, Arkansas, and Ole Miss team again. I would, I would probably be pretty confident they could win one of those games this time around. I mean, this team is basically the SEC is really good, but this team has gotten so much better. I mean, you just look at the way we were talking before the season started that this team was going to be able to score, and they come out in those first three games and they score four points total. I mean, four runs. Sorry, four runs total the entire weekend, and then after that. You start seeing scores like 12-6, That was a seven-inning run rule. Sorry, UT Rio Grande Valley. Uh, and 10-1, 11-6. And then obviously they win uh, at the, the Kansas game, 7-0, 11-2, and then Corpus Christi 14, and then tonight 9. So, like, they're scoring way more now. And they're they're – doing it against some pretty all right teams, honestly. And I think the biggest statement was sweeping South Carolina uh, big time was one of those things like, yep, this team is, is now arrived and they're legit and they're not to be messed with. And I think that's a big reason why they uh, are in the top five. And I think these guys are really trying, are really starting to find their way in terms of not just hitting, but also pitching and their shortstop play is remarkable. It always has been, but man, I every time that they get a guy in a shortstop like uh, like Trey Faltine, I mean that. Yeah. I mean, like these, they're just so good at getting that position right. And then I feel bad because Austin Todd was going to have a remarkable season. He's out now because he had season-ending surgery. It it's it's too bad. I mean, they could have really used him, but I mean these guys. They're going to be hard to stop, man. They finally have come into their own, and, I mean, their pitching is what we thought they would be now. I mean, they could get better, but, like, it is starting to come on, and their hitting is sec- almost second to none. It's very hard to keep up with Texas, especially in this league. And when I look at it, I mean, I I would have to say that they are better than Tech. They are ranked higher than Tech. I would say they are better than Tech. So I agree. Yeah, and I think those are the guys you have to listen, look for, uh, Tech. TCU is always going to give you fits if you're not careful. And then like oh, OSU and Oklahoma, I mean, these are the kind of guys that – and Oklahoma's not even that good, but they're still pretty they're, – they're fine. They're average, I would say. So, the, I, would, I mean, Texas is going to have a real chance here at the end uh, to really make a run. And, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard for me to find somebody in – when they play a regional or super regional that can beat them twice out of three times. You know what I'm saying? It, it it's it, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be hard and as long as they don't screw anything up i think they'll be all right uh this is the this is though the regime under uh david pierce this whole like one-off season so every other season this team is always amazing so 
once again, we're in the right year that this team should be going to Omaha. It happens like that every time. So be looking out. I'm excited, though. I mean, this team is really fun to watch. And they're, they're by far, I think, the best team in the conference. Omaha Horns on deck. Omaha Horns. Love, it. Love it. I mean, granted, the SEC has been amazing so far this year. All those guys are ridiculous. SEC is always amazing in baseball. And it's true. But, like, I would like – I think Texas is going to have a legitimate shot to make some noise at the end of the season. Good. I'm I'm excited for it. Um, That'll do it for us on this episode of the Bevo Boys. We uh, talked y'all zero off um, – yeah, once again, yeah, just bask basketball. Hope just the pass the basketball. Hope, hope for hope for the future with uh, with Chris Beard and the basketball team. But um, the future yeah, looks bright, Joe, in all aspects. I was of the gonna great. I was gonna get a hat. I was gonna get a Big Twelve Champions hat, and now I don't want it because it's just gonna remind it me just, of the crap it, that happened. I know because it's just like that's nice and all. Granted, it is the first time we've won that, but man. It would have been a little bit sweeter if you wouldn't have lost as in the first as they round. Just won the first yes, round. As exactly. long as they just won in the first round, I get a hat. I'm happy. God. UCLA ends up making it to the final four. If we if we lost to them, I'm okay. I can True. still look at my hat and go, dang it, you know, we tried. We did a good job. But no. We, we didn't even didn't lose that. to an ACU team that played good. We lost to a crappy ACU team, which is even God worse. Bless. Yeah, no. I, hate, I hate everything. But I hate life. We, we got um, the spring game coming up here in a couple weeks. That's going to yes. be absolutely amazing i can't wait we're gonna get back into football mode here pretty soon yes and uh should be exciting and i think that uh i think we'll our our uh hearts will finally be healed i say that i don't know for sure (laughs) anybody that's been listening to this podcast since november knows that we have a lot of faith in texas and they let us down a lot it is a roller coaster (laughs) i'm excited though i'm excited that i think because of the way texas was able to get chris beard for some reason i feel like that just makes total sense to me that Steve Sarkeesian's going to be even that better of a guy and he's going to get it right and Chris Beard's going to come right behind him in the fall and is going to put Texas back on the map. Texas basketball is finally going to be back with packed stadiums. I guarantee it. Chris Beard is a mastermind. People don't doubt, I mean people don't think he will, but he's a mastermind at being able to get students and everybody to buy into the program and I think they're going to have a great time especially with that new arena coming in a couple of years. But man, I think I think now is the new era of Texas sports. We basically have gotten everybody out that wasn't Crystal Conte's hire, and this is yeah. now the first time we're seeing. Okay, this is your thing, CDC. And so far, Vic Schaefer being the first one, it has worked out. Yeah, and David Pierce is doing a good job with the baseball. That's team, true so too. There's that no is need, true There's too. no need. There's no need to get rid of him yet. No, absolutely um, not. He's been amazing. I wouldn't trade him for the world. He was the best guy that could have taken over a, a job that was as hard to fill as Augie Garrido. So uh, CDC so far has done an amazing job. We are now full-fledged into his system. Let's see what happens. And one last thing before I uh, before we end the podcast. Uh, Shout-out to Texas men swimming and diving. Eddie Reese no winning the national kidding, championship man. and then retiring. Good for him. Calling that out. man – Boss. That man was at Texas since the 70s. 42 uh, straight it. conference titles, Joe. 42. That's a lot of t-shirts. It's a lot of <laughs> That's t-shirts. That's a lot of t-shirts. That's incredible. To the point where winning is oh, no longer man. fun. 
Just yeah, a- not. I mean, uh, if you watch the video of him going into the pool, he just looks so happy. And I mean, I would be too if I, you know, had a legendary career. They're gonna make a tro- They gotta make a statue of him outside the swimming Best pool. Best hire Texas Texas has ever had by far. No one's been. No one's even come close to outside of like DKR, who's really who like basically really made Texas brand what it is. But I mean, not a. I don't. I can't think of a better hire uh, in terms of just straight dominance and. I mean, 42, 13, what is it, 12, 13 national championships or 15 maybe. Uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing that he was able to literally keep that consistent for ever and, until he, you know, and I mean. 15 national 15 titles. national titles. And at so, that's a lot of uh, rings. <laughs> he's got the, and it is a lot. I mean, that that's one for, you got, it, it's two for the thumbs, Ten. two for the thumbs and then more. So, you know, you got... You can have three hands, three hands worth of rings. <laughs> so take that, Jordan. Jordan and <laughs> Jordan and Bill Russell and all those guys. I mean, shout out to the... Eddie, I mean, Eddie Reese? I, 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 it's going to be... We talked about how just a second ago that Augie Garrido's shoes were going to be hard to fill, and they did get filled. This will be hard to fill because yeah. you're going to have to... There, there was never in the point in the last 42 years that Texas was bad at swimming. It has been like this every year. They're national contenders, and the person that's going to get hired is going to have to pick right up and do it again. And I, I, I feel bad for that person if they can't do that. So yeah, shout out yeah. to them, man. I mean, I wish they would air that more. I Me mean, too. No, seriously, they probably the best team in Texas right now. They're but, the best um, team in the nation. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as dominance, yeah. Yeah. God bless. Best program um, ever. And shout out volleyball. Getting a number four seed, national number yes. four seed. They are just like swimming, always going to be dominant. Don't understand why football and basketball can't do that, but that's. If Nebraska plays Texas, I'm going to have to keep my composure when I call the highlights. Oh, it'll be a heck of a game. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great game. But uh, yeah, we'll be back, folks, with the spring ball here soon. Um, unfortunately, I won't get to go to the spring game this year. I was planning on it too, You're but I didn't have yeah. a job. If I didn't have a job by by then, I was gonna I was gonna do it, but oh well. Maybe we'll be like um, the Aggies and we'll put the win on our on our schedule. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Sorry, didn't mean to. Had to one get more, I had, had more, to get that one, one last jab, jab in there. Yeah, one more had to, jab. Had to get that one in there. They put their they put their spring game on their record a few years ago and counted it on their win loss. How that's just a, it's just embarrassing. It's, it's all embarrassing. It so it's embarrassing. <laughs> But uh but yeah until next time folks remember the eyes of Texas are upon you and hook them.